Sten Morgan here. I hope you're doing well. I want to announce that we are launching the How to Be an Elite Advisor course. We are combining all of our best teachings and ideas into a course that you can complete in less than a week. I want to share with you the best ideas that I implement within my practice that have helped me achieve more than I ever thought possible. I want to share how I have unique meetings with clients. What's the mindset of an elite advisor? How do you prospect in a way that'll separate you from other advisors? At the Elite Advisor Network, we reject average. I want to help you see what your full potential is and reach it faster. Set time aside this week to take the course. Click on the link or go visit gobeelite.com. I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to the podcast. Sten Morgan here with you. Today, I want to talk about, is there a best way to manage money for your clients? This is a question I've had for myself over the years being an advisor. I always tried to balance the fact that I was a business owner and I wanted to be efficient and build a scalable practice with the idea of I also want to be the best advisor I can be. And so today, I want to unpack my progression of practically managing investments for clients. And this starts when I was a 22-year-old advisor, very little experience. I hadn't managed a lot of portfolios. I had not seen a lot of market downturns, long market runs. I'd read a lot about it, but I had yet to have the the frontline experience of it. So who was I to advise clients on investing money? I didn't have a lot of money invested. And so I had a lot of kind of imposter syndrome My heart was to do the best I could. I wanted to convey to clients that I was confident. I wanted to manage their money. Uh, One that helped me grow my business, but I felt like they were in good hands because I cared a lot. So as I walked through my progression and all the limiting beliefs I had, the progression of my understanding of this business and how to maybe best serve clients, in my opinion, I'm not here to tell you there's there's a right way to do it. And there's a chance as I talk about my progression and what I believe today that it could trigger something in you. Maybe it's, oh, I never thought about it that way and I'm open to it. Or maybe there's some defensiveness in you when I call into question a a past approach that I've taken. So take hold of all those feelings. Try not to overreact or overrespond or get defensive. I may trigger you in some way and you may get a little defensive because I might mention a way of managing money and how I've address that. And it could be the way you're doing it now. And it could be great. It could be great for you and it could be great for your clients. So um, today's purpose is not to question what you're doing, but for all of us to be open-minded of how can it progress? How can we become better as advisors, but also be great business owners? Because we need to do both. So let's dive in. I started in the business, uh, one in an insurance broker dealer. So we didn't really think about managing money a lot. Most of my goals were insurance-based. How many policies could I sell? And if I sold a certain number of policies, I might get an award at the end of the year. Uh, certain pension or benefits were tied to selling you know, certain products versus others. It was kind of the traditional financial services experience that a lot of us stepped into. So my primary focus at that stage of my career was to learn to sell better. I'm thankful that I also wanted to be a student of the game. So I was reading a lot. Uh, I was trying to sell insurance to the people that needed it, which was hard when you were 22 years old. Most of your friends didn't have money. You know, your family wanted to help you out, but they weren't also going to sign up for a 30-year term policy they didn't need just to do it. So it was a typical experience for a lot of advisors when we entered the business. I was really curious about investing money. I wanted to help people manage their money better. And I knew that that from a business standpoint, that was a great recurring 
income stream. And so I said, hey, insurance is great. I'm glad I learned about it. But I want to jump over to the investment side. So I went at a, as a 23-year-old advisor, joined an investment firm, and all we cared about was managing money. If you brought up insurance, we might be able to help you with it, but it was cumbersome and we'd maybe just refer you to somebody else. This firm managed assets. As we talk today, I want you to consider there's a business owner hat and there's an advisor hat. From a business owner standpoint, I wanted to grow a really scalable business that could add a lot of value to clients, but also gave me balance in my life. From an investment standpoint, at 23, the firm I was with, the philosophy was A-share mutual funds. And so the goal was high activity. It was, hey, these funds have done well over time, so if we can find some money for a client, roll it into these four or five mutual funds, then we're on to the next. And it was a kind of an upfront commission model, which for a client that needed to buy some investments and have some financial advice with it, in the short term, it was a good approach. The downside to that long term as a business owner was, well, what if those people had questions three, four, five years later, and you weren't really making any more money from the initial transaction? That made it difficult as an advisor uh, to spend time advising clients while also spending time servicing clients, because what if I ended up with a 1,000 A-share clients, 2,000 A-share clients? And so when I was at that firm observing this business model, these advisors were making good money up front, but they started trying to shift to where, hey, if A-shares, maybe it should be managed money, and they were trying to flip their book to manage money, and it became much more of a business conversation as opposed to like, is this truly great for the client? If I was a client, I would have wondered, well, why was it A-shares a year ago, and now you're telling me I should do this? And I know our industry from a compliance perspective is addressing that. You know, Is it truly in the client's best interest? But my first introduction to managing money was we just buy mutual funds from a particular company and we move on. So it, the primary focus was selling more and scaling, not necessarily being the best money managers. I knew I didn't want to become a CFA and work at a hedge fund or manage institutional money. I loved interacting with clients. And so I think all of us as advisors, we have to decide what is our superpower? Do I want to be behind the screen trading stocks trying to beat the market? Or do I want to be with clients, building a plan, keeping them accountable, and then helping them evaluate various ways to manage their money? That's the camp I more fell into. What was difficult at that firm when they moved in to manage money was they outsourced it almost completely to the extent that if a client called and said, I need $50,000 out of my account, they would go in there and just sell equally across all the funds to free up that money. At that point for me, this is the first time I probably had the, the biggest crisis as an advisor looking at the model, is that I would meet a client, we would get paid somewhere around 1% or more, a little bit more to manage the money, but we'd turn around and completely outsource the money management, and the only control we had was what model they went into. As an advisor, thinking of myself as a potential client, that wouldn't feel good. I'm paying a, an advisor almost a percent to just be a middle person, kind of touching the transaction, but not truly adding significant value. And as an advisor, I didn't have much control over what was in the portfolio. It was almost strictly pick their asset allocation and then go get more clients, which from a sales perspective is efficient. But within me, it raised a red flag of like, am I truly giving the client what they think they're getting? And am I being paid a fair amount for the value I'm adding? So let's pause for a second and think about your current investment approach. 
Are you on one side of the spectrum to where all you're doing is selling a product that you have no control over? Therefore, we're primarily focused on our income and growing a business as large as we can. Or are you on the other side of the spectrum to where you're fully managing your portfolios, buying and trading stocks and individual bonds because you think you can beat the market over time? Today, I want to sit in the tension of like, is, is, is one better than the other? I've found that I've, you know, both extremes are tough to live in as an advisor that's also a business owner. Um, on this side of the spectrum, if it's purely a transaction that we, you know, we're around it when it happens, so we get paid, but we're not truly contributing to it. Or are we over here thinking that we're adding way more value than we are and we're maybe creating more complexity that's not delivering results? As I've kind of weaved through this business managing money, I, I've found somewhat of a balance in the middle. I am not a CFA. I do not think that I can beat the market, Warren Buffett and all the people that that's all they do all day is analyze markets. But I do think I can partner with them. I think that in today's world, there's a lot of access to that information but from a practical standpoint, I know that when a, call, a client calls in and asks for money from their account, I want to be able to go into that client's account and choose where we get that money from. What if there's positions that have a loss? That's probably where I want to get that money from, at least in the short term for that client's tax situation. What if we get to the end of the year and I want to be able to go in there and, and tax harvest from certain positions for that client? As I started seeing in certain situations where I did not have the flexibility to do what I knew I wanted to do for the client, that's what pushed me towards the middle of saying, I don't want to be a full-time portfolio manager. I'm not going to pick individual stocks and take my client's hard-earned life savings and try to predict the market. I, I don't think that's the path that sits well with me. But I also didn't feel comfortable completely outsourcing it and just being a middle person holding myself out as their money manager when I really wasn't doing it. If I know that a client can bypass me and go to Vanguard or some passive investment manager and do just as well, that, that, was, that was hard for me to sit in that. And so as I progress through the business with Legacy now, we manage our portfolios in-house. But we pay for a lot of data. We take a lot of input from institutional money managers as we build our models. And we're using ETFs, uh, mutual funds. We're trying to get the fees as low as we can for the client because they're paying us to manage the money. I want it to be scalable. I'm a business owner. And I think we can serve clients at scale if we do it well. But in order for me to charge the fee that we're charging, I knew I had to have a little bit more say in the process. And so from tax harvesting to more effective distributions to active rebalancing when I feel like the market's off, to at times where we've said, hey, it's time to make a, a play for our clients. Our clients are paying us money to look at the landscape. Uh, and so for a couple, a couple of years ago during COVID, we said, hey, we think energy based on this global situation could be a great play. We didn't move 1% or 2% into it because we felt like that would be a good story to tell clients. That would be more of a sales approach. We put about 15% of our clients' portfolios when appropriate into energy because we said we think that's the place. And that paid off really well for our clients. So as you think about how you're managing money, it's a progression. You may not have enough revenue yet to hire a team, but I do think as advisors, we need to sit in the tension of, I'm a student of the game, but I'm also a business owner. Is the model of money management that I'm building one that I firmly stand behind? 
And does it match what I'm communicating to my clients? I know that in my story as an advisor, there'll be another progression. Right now, we're looking for a portfolio manager. Not quite, you know, maybe a full-time chief investment officer role, but pseudo chief investment officer to where, as opposed to me and one of my other team members sitting down, managing the portfolios, calling people, getting advice from CFAs, I believe that another step in that to where if I had somebody on the team that all they did all day every day was look at our portfolios for our clients and be more strategic uh, about our communication to clients, hey, here's these small changes we can make, I know we can even deliver a better experience. I can't guarantee that we'll beat the market, but I know that we can have a more intentional client experience and the client would feel that. So to my original question, is there a right way to manage money? I believe that as advisors, we can manage money in a way that is solely beneficial to ourselves, meaning it's about generating revenue. And in this space, there's always the dilemmas. You know, there's people that bash annuity business, uh, whole life insurance. Uh, there's, there's advisors that say mutual funds are terrible. They strongly believe the only way you should manage money is individual stocks and bonds. Well, what I know is there's a lot of clients out there that need something better than what they have now. And if all somebody has currently is a 401k mutual fund account that they never look at the statement, they don't understand the asset allocation, it's still invested the same way it was when they were 40, but now they're 60 and about to retire, a great advisor can step in and add a lot of value to that situation. And they don't have to be a portfolio manager to do it. But I also believe that all of us should have the intention of becoming better at our jobs. And for me as a business owner, I realize that my superpower can't be everything. So as my business allows, I say, what expertise can I bring in? Is that uh, a new a financial planning head that comes in with new planning ideas for our clients? Is it strategic partners like CPAs and attorneys that don't have to be employees, but they can give us new ideas for our clients? Is it a part-time chief investment officer? They can speak into it. Now we're looking at a full-time uh, person to come in and what they do is just control our portfolios, report back to the team, and they they breathe it and sleep it every day for us, that'll be a level up from where we are. So clients need you for what you have today, but know there are probably better approaches than what you have today. doesn't mean what you're doing today is wrong, but as business owners, can we always hold loosely and understand that what got us to where we are probably isn't going to get us where we want to go? in an ever-evolving landscape of managing money where fee compression's happening, how well-positioned are you moving forward? I often challenge myself with this thought. How comfortable would I be if my client sat with multiple other advisors and I was sitting in the room and they showed their financial plan and their portfolios? Would there be any part of me that would feel exposed or caught Um or embarrassed of something we're doing. We, we, we need to push ourselves to be better. We need to get around other advisors. And a lot of that, we spend a lot of time in our coaching community, the Elite Advisor Network, challenging advisors' business models. That how do we hold both of these things? That I'm an advisor that should be an expert in my field, 
Uh, I shouldn't spend my time just getting better at selling products that I'm told to. I firmly believe that. But we're also business owners, and we need to not try to wear all the hats. The lead advisor should not be processing paperwork, managing portfolios. And so maybe at the stage of your business, you said, Stan, I need to outsource a lot of that stuff so I can live in my superpower. I think that's great. But in our community with the advisors we coach, the next question I would have is, okay, what, what are you doing next, though? Because I accept and appreciate the business you've grown, but I know you're capable of more. So what expertise are you going to bring in? How are you going to level up this client experience? Because we are all susceptible to our client meeting another advisor and how comfortable are we to stand behind our work? If tomorrow one of my clients said, hey, Stan, I found a full-service firm that has six CFAs on staff. They have a 20-year track record of beating the market by 10%, 10%. They give me a free financial plan and they gave me all these new ideas. There's part of me that would get defensive. I would say, yeah, but look what we've done together, all this stuff. But it, as a as a consumer, I'd also have to say, that's a pretty compelling story. Like there's a chance that that firm is delivering more value for the same or less price. And I would have to deal with that. I would feel defensive, upset. But I'm thankful that I've grown in, in ways as business owners to say, man, but that also is challenging to me to get to, to get better. So... My challenge to you today is to to question the value you're bringing to clients. If it's on the insurance side, the financial planning side, or the investment management side, are you content with where you are? Are you willing to be blind to new ideas because the fear of change or growth? Only you know the answer to that. I have come to a place to where I know based on seeing a lot of other clients come from other places that we are delivering a great product to our clients. And on the investment front, our product and our results are better than most. So that feels good. But I also know there's 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 ways I can level that up. And so as opposed to ignoring that, I'm going to sit in the tension that, Sten, I want to get better. Our team needs to get better. But today I'm really confident in what we deliver to clients. And so where do you stand on that? Are you a solo advisor, and, but you're hungry and tenacious to get better and add more value? Are you a team that has gotten comfortable, that at this point your main focus is to just not lose clients and to maintain your current income? I, I've run into a lot of advisors like that. They've kind of lost the drive. What's the, what they're doing is working. They have really high client retention because their clients like them and don't know where else to go. Um, I, th- I think there should be some tension in that seat too. Maybe you find a younger advisor to come in and re-energize your practice. Maybe all you do right now is manage money, but you should add financial planning. We have some great practices with senior level advisors that brought on some younger advisors and sent them to our events to bring back the framework on how do we give ideas and time to people without having to sell them something. So evaluate your practice going into a new year. You can't level up in every area, but what is one or two areas where you can say, I can, I can, by this time next year, deliver a much better product to our clients because our time ideas are our products. Managing money, insurance, those are important and we need to be great at those. How are you leveling all those up? What are you going to focus on to become a better advisor while not abandoning the fact that you need to run a great business? So I hope I made you uncomfortable today. I know just talking about it and reflecting, it brings back feelings for me as I progressed and grew in this business. And I know where I am today, two years from now, my perspective is going to grow and change. 
and my clients will benefit from that. Willingness to grow, my team members will. And so I hope you're going to get uncomfortable this year. Uh, if you're looking for a way to get uncomfortable, come to our live event in April. Be live with me for a day and a half. We'll challenge your practice. We'll evaluate what you're doing from a financial planning perspective because we always need to get better. And I will say this over and over, the best investment in your business is yourself. We can fund 401ks and IRAs, but you are a business owner as an advisor. And the best investment for you and your future clients is you leveling up. I hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.